Hey, what's up? Hello, and welcome to the Me and My Friends podcast, the show highlighting the unfiltered success, failures, stories, and embarrassing moments behind some of the most inspiring people that I know. If you're looking for health and lifestyle tips, encouragement, and laughs, then you've pressed play on the right podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Lou, and I can't wait to introduce you to my friends. You're going to love them. I know I do. When you make commitments and when you have relationships, which we all do, whether they're good or bad, like it's your choice if you want to keep them good and maintain them and do things for the other person or if you just want to look out for yourself. Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to my good friend, Michaela Smucker. She's an incredible meal prepper here in Nashville, Tennessee, but don't worry, if you don't live here in Nashville, be sure to follow her on her social media accounts, which will be linked in the show notes. She is so inspiring, is constantly pouring out love and support and kindness to other people. So last week, we actually sat down and got on the conversation of self-care and selflessness and relationships and what that really looks like in 2019 and how this self-care movement has really begun to evolve and spin in so many different directions. We talked about so much. I just knew I had to share that conversation with all of you on the podcast. So I am so excited to introduce you all to Michaela. I can't wait for you to learn more about her. Let's dive in. So we were having a really good conversation the other day at the coffee shop just talking about self-care. And I wish we were recording when we were there because I I feel like we were diving into so many good topics, but we just brought up so many points about how we feel about the way self-care is portrayed versus selfishness versus selflessness. Mm -hmm. And what were you saying? Where, where did you start? How did we start coming up with this topic? We were talking the other day about something you saw. Was Mm -hmm. it on like a Christian blog or? It was actually, um, I was at church and the message was on just like laying your life down for your friends and like for the people around you and I think I mean obviously that was in church and not everybody is a Christian which is fine like I think for me in general that's the kind of person I want to be just like someone who is selfless but there just there needs to be a balance and I think in the media and like on Instagram and all that stuff it's kind of gotten like the lines have gotten blurred and it can go like to one extreme or the other like because I know there's a lot of people who like they do like moms for example they do everything for everyone else and they forget to take care of themselves so that in turn like causes them to not be able to care for the other people as well so in those situations I think it's incredibly important to take some time and like whether it's you know taking a nap in your afternoon or like scheduling some time away from your kids or whatever just to like recoup and like be able to refresh yourself in that way but for me I'll just give like a personal example I kind of took that to the other extreme and I was like okay I'm gonna start this smoothie business I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and now that I'm an entrepreneur I can have self-care days and I would literally like sleep until 10 o'clock get up and like make myself a nice breakfast and then watch Netflix until like 12 and then I would clean my house and like I was doing nothing for my business I was not being productive at all like and it was actually making me become lazy and I just kind of like personally I just took it the wrong way like self-care and I was like oh well I deserve this because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to go after my career and like that is not what an entrepreneur is like you have to work my husband actually like told this to me he's kind of helped me change my perspective with all of this because he's seen the other side of right it. right um and he mentioned to me he's like 
you know, becoming an entrepreneur, like not doing the nine to five. He's like, that's fine if you want to do that, but that means you have to work four times as hard, not just 25% of the work. Like when you're working for somebody else, they take care of, you know, all the taxes and all that, like business stuff. The not so glamorous side of running something. Yeah. That you don't think about when you're working for somebody else. But then when you decide to take that step and like work for yourself, like you have to pick up all of that. And like you have to be working so much harder and not just being like, oh, I work for myself so I can do whatever I want. I mean, you can do that, but you're not going to make any money. And I learned that the very hard way. Exactly. I really feel like this whole self-care movement has been taken to an extreme, especially on social media. I'm all about a good bowl bath, a glass of wine, going for a walk, getting your mind in the right headspace. Yeah. But when you do work for yourself, it's so easy to just use that as an excuse and say, mm-hmm. well, it's self-care. It's fine. I can be lazy today. Right. And you know, like yesterday I stayed home and I had cookies delivered, warm (laughs) cookies delivered. And that was like my self-care night and it was incredible. But I knew today I had to wake up. I had church on the docket. Mm -hmm. I had all these plans. I have an event tonight. We're obviously having the podcast now. So I think it comes and goes in waves, of course, of like different seasons in life and how much quote unquote self-care you might need. But you can so easily transition that into being selfish instead of just having that moment. I don't know, you've probably seen graphics on social media, but I just saw one yesterday and it was that that graphic that's been circulating saying like, you can say no, you can cancel plans, you can you know do all these things. And every once in a while, if that's necessary, 100%. If yeah. you are not feeling it and you have a plan that you know you're not gonna be your best self at, mm-hmm. cancel the plan, stay mm-hmm. home, do what you need to do. But so many people have taken that to an extreme where now being flaky in 2019 is yeah. totally fine. Yeah, Someone can send a quick text five minutes before they're supposed to yeah. arrive at a party and say, oh, sorry, I don't feel that great, I'm not coming. And I think yeah. that it's just gone from one extreme to another where self-care has turned into being completely selfish yeah. and the opposite of what you were saying before about laying your life down for your friends and being there for people and being in relationship. Yeah. Well, and I've even seen graphics that literally say, like, it's okay to be selfish. And I, like, it depends on who reads that because, like I was saying, like, using the moms as an example, like, when they do, like, I've talked to a lot of moms who, like, they want to do something for themselves, but they feel guilty because they think it's selfish, even though they do need that time. But then on the other side, there's people who are taking that and it's like, like you were saying, like just canceling plans. Like that's not okay to just like be like, Oh, screw everybody else. Like I'm going to be selfish today and it's fine. Like that's not really okay. Like it's not, you're not thinking of other people. You're just thinking of yourself. And like, again, it's okay when it's needed. Like when you truly need, like if you're burnout or something, take the time for yourself, but don't, don't think it's okay to be a selfish person just because you see a graphic on Instagram that says like, you know, I'm, I'm selfish and it's okay. Like, yeah, it's not okay. (laughs) Right. Right. I remember we were actually at an event a couple months ago for our online health business. And one Mm -hmm. of the speakers was talking about a quote she saw on Pinterest, something along the lines of stop shouting self-care at people who actually need community care. And I think that that is such a powerful statement because we do see self-care everywhere Mm -hmm. and we really need to get back into relation with people and going Mm -hmm. back to the focus of what can I do to serve you? Because if I'm serving the people in front of me, that's actually going to fill me up and that's my best form of self-care. Yes. If I can host people and I can be there for people when they need me, that's when I leave feeling my best. Not when 
Exactly. Oh, I took a bubble bath and just got my nails done, so right. I'm right. great. Like, it, it exactly. doesn't do it for me. I mean, it does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy getting my nails done. I enjoy a good bubble bath. Same. But it feels more superficial sometimes than yeah. the true connection and relationship. Yeah. And I think, too, like, as humans, like, we're built for human connection. And, like, I know there's, a, like, my husband, he's very introverted, and it's not always his thing to, like, go out and talk to people or, like just be around big groups of people but it actually is very beneficial to you like for example for us it's like going to church it would be so much easier for us to stay home on sunday mornings sleep in not talk to anybody just be by ourselves but like we actually do like we we leave church so filled up and like so ready for the week and like Mm -hmm. because we've made those connections and like we were able to either be blessed by somebody by something like a compliment they gave us or we were just able to have a good conversation and that can be in any situation like if you've made plans to go to a party like you might leave feeling so much better than you're feeling right before you leave if you don't want to go exactly so yeah I always find that when I have because I have them all the time I'm guilty of everything I'm talking about I've been there I've done it I'm just starting to realize the implication that it's had on relationships Mm -hmm. that I have with other people and I'm trying to be more mindful of it now but I've totally had those moments where I'm like, man, I really don't want to go to this party. I really don't want to go to this event, but I committed to going, so I'm going to show up. And as I'm leaving, I always think to myself, what would have happened if I wouldn't have gone? Like, I am so happy. I just made the best connections. These people totally filled me up, and I feel amazing. And I wouldn't have even met a lot of the people that are close in my life now if I hadn't have just taken that five minutes, sucked it up because I committed to it, and showed up for whatever it was. Mm -hmm especially in Nashville, I feel like maybe it happens more often here just because there's something going on every night of the week. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure you're starting to really recognize and experience being six months fresh here. How are you and Jesse settling in? Uh, We honestly, we love it here. I was just saying to him today, I was like, other than family, I have like no desire to go back to Pennsylvania. (laughs) We just like, there's just so much to do. And like, we've made really good connections, which again, is like a huge bonus. Um, being new to a city, just having like really good friends so far has been awesome. But yeah, we just, we love this city. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Jesse, tell us all the story about how you met and how you've been together and got married so oh, young and what yes. that's looked like. Cause we've had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about relationships in your mid twenties and how your world mm-hmm. and mine are drastically different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely love your story. So yeah. tell us, tell us more about how you met. So it's kind of funny. Um, so where I'm from Pennsylvania, there's like, um, Lancaster specifically, there's like a big Amish community and I grew up around Amish my whole life. And one of my high school friends, we were going to see one of her cousins play softball and I went with her and Jesse happened to be there. And that, this is like the thing that the Amish youth do is they all like join a softball team and then the girls go and watch them play. So I just went around, along with my best friend to watch her cousin and Jesse was there and I was like, wow, he's a very attractive Amish kid. Like, <laughs> I love so I know it's like funny for other people to hear, but, <laughs> um, so I just, I think we like started texting or like started messaging on Facebook or something like that. I was 15 at the time. He was 16 and we just pretty much like hung out from there on. I would like sneak out every night and he would come and pick me up. And that's like how we got to know each other. Um, obviously I got caught for that and got in huge trouble and thought my life was over and that, <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to see Jesse anymore, but fast forward, um, we're married three years now. 
we got married. I was 21 and he was 22. And in Lancaster, where we're from, that's like normal. Like kids are getting married at like 18, 19 years old. Like, and a year later they have a kid. And we always knew like we did not want to have babies right away. Um, and then we've always been talk. We've always talked about like moving somewhere out of Lancaster County just to like get out of the norm a little bit, just trying it out. And obviously we moved to Nashville six months ago. And since we've been here people like freak out when they hear like what you've been married for three years and you're 25 like what that's so like not normal like it's a totally different world yeah it really is it's just so interesting and now like I mean I was very insecure back then so I was like I need to get married so like I'm for sure gonna be with him so I don't lose him yeah (laughs) she's like sounds so crazy now when I say that if I would have locked down the person I was with when I was 21 oh my god god bless him I learned so much from you (laughs) if you're listening (laughs) but my life would look very different yeah yeah it's I do wonder like how I was just very immature at the time too and like obviously now like we've grown a ton and like we're happy to be married like we love each other but it's just interesting to think about like now seeing other people like older than us that are not married they're still dating and like it's no big deal like around home where we're from like there's like a problem if you're not at least dating by the time you're like 21 like oh my gosh it's an interesting culture I feel like that's a small town thing though too like I've heard I guess I've talked to other people who are from small towns and like that's more heard of than in like bigger cities but yeah it's just been interesting and it's made us think a lot but it's a it's a journey. Everybody's everybody's life is different, but and you have two sisters that are both dating yes. as well. Yes, um, Miranda is twenty, almost twenty three. She's probably gonna get engaged like this year, and my baby sister is nineteen, and she will probably get engaged within the next year as well. So like, wow, yeah, and they've all been they've been dating for like four or five years now too. So like same thing like that's just what you do and they've been to other cities so they've seen the outside Mm -hmm. world (laughs) yeah the different lifestyles that are available to them yeah and they're still pretty set on that which is interesting Mm -hmm. because I know since you've experienced Nashville you and Jesse have had conversations about like man this is totally different than what we grew up with and yeah what would have happened if we had experienced this before we got married exactly I think too like now that I'm more confident in myself I wish that I wouldn't have been so like set on like getting married and like making sure that we just like got married and like did that whole traditional thing because there's so many things that I would love to do that like it's not really Jesse's thing and I'm like well crap like I can't just go off and do what I want like I made a commitment I'm married now same thing with him and it's not like I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're married obviously like we love it but yeah it's just interesting to think about um what types of things would you do if you were single right now? I 100% would go to California for like six months. I would probably just move there for a while and see how I like it. Um, or some kind of beach town. I just love the beach, which is so ironic that I moved to Nashville because I don't even like country music. <laughs> and don't say that too loud yeah, on this true. podcast. <laughs> okay, I like some. It's not there that I go. hate it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Probably just move to a beach town. Definitely somewhere with palm trees. What do you think Jesse would do if he was single? Because I know you've talked about... He, uh, yes. He would probably just... I don't even know. Probably buy a house and just, like, fix it up here and there. Have a Well, it would probably be a really small house, and then he would probably have a huge garage and be fixing up cars all the time in his free time. And then he would also probably just, like, go around the U.S., like 
seeing all the different cities, camping out in the woods, like just be alone. That's like his thing. He likes to be alone. He likes to be alone and you like to be and on I'm, the beach. Yeah. I do love being married though. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, one of the things I admire the most about your relationship, especially being in the position that I'm in right now where I have been in relationships, I've been engaged, I've mm-hmm. been unengaged, I've, you know, I've been through several different processes. And it's allowed me to really grow as a person, and maybe that's something yeah. I'll open up on future podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd probably be a good one. Yeah, you have such a good How story. to go from engaged to unengaged yeah. to question oh mark. Well, that's a good, like... We'll see. Title. We'll see. Yeah. I would take some, maybe, tequila yeah. instead of wine. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I just totally admire the way that you and Jesse are so open about the fact that you... You know, there's experiences that you would both like to be doing, but you're so committed to each other. Mm -hmm. And you know that at the end of the day, like you made that commitment when you said I do. And Mm -hmm. that's the way that it is moving forward for the rest of ever. It's not, eh, I said I do three years ago, but I'm kind of over it now. Like you knew it was a lifelong commitment. And there's not too many people that I know in their 20s that, you know, could stick to that. Mm -hmm. Especially moving to a brand new city for the first time, having all these new friends, new experiences. It's very admirable. Yeah, I would say for sure, like, even though this has been the most exciting time in our marriage, like, it's also been the absolute hardest. Like, there has been some stuff that, not like, I don't know, just like feelings that we've actually talked about instead of just like moving past them or like pushing them under the rug. We've like been forced to talk about them because like we don't have family or our close friends by to like just run over and be like I need to vent about this like we had to like we're by ourselves in a new city like we got to talk this out and just like sharing some of like the things that are going on in each of our minds even even though it's hard to say and it's hard for the other person to hear it's been so good for our marriage and we've grown a ton and that goes back to like you know laying your life down for the people that you care about and not just always thinking of yourself which is such a popular thing in today's world is to do everything for yourself go after your career go after your dreams like do what you feel like doing like which are all good things um in moderation Mm -hmm. but when you make commitments and when you have relationships which we all do whether they're good or bad like it's your choice if you want to keep them good and maintain them and do things for the other person or if you just want to look out for yourself and yeah, we all know what outcomes those have. Right. So Yeah, it's so true. It's like when they talk about you're on your airplane and they say, put your mask yeah. on before the person next to you, before you assist them putting their mask on. You have to protect yourself first, but you protect yourself so you can be in relation with those other yeah, people. Exactly. So I think taking it back to that you know, self-care and mm-hmm. relationship talk, it really does tie the two together where if you make sure that you are okay in a non-selfish way, making yes. sure... You put yourself first to make sure you're okay to help other people. And finding the balance is tough because it is different for everyone. I might need, you know, one half day of self-care where Mm -hmm. you might need three or four. Mm -hmm. And then in different seasons of life that can change, but it can totally alter your relationships with, you know, your husband, your significant other, your friends, your business partners, your coworkers. It totally makes a difference. Yeah. And I think too, with like, there's so many podcasts and like, like you said, the graphics on Instagram, there's all of this like advice, this life advice and like health advice and like all kinds of different ways of doing things. And that's all from like one person's experience. Like Mm -hmm. each story is their experience and like not taking that and being like, okay, this is the way to live. This is the way to do it. And this is going to solve all my problems 
problems. Like even though something might be working for you in the season you're in right now, that's still going to change for you. Just like that person's advice was for their season that they were going in, which they probably moved out of by now anyway. Right. So you just have to be aware of like what you're reading. Like, okay, that might make sense for me right now, but like be aware of how it's affecting and fitting into your life and how it's affecting your relationships and be willing to change as your life changes. Yeah. I think pulling from all of that, like the most unfiltered advice that Instagram could be giving us right now, instead of mm-hmm. put yourself first, go read a book, is make sure that the people around you are okay. Yeah. And yeah. make sure you're okay too. But yeah. if you have plans, don't bail on people. Don't mm-hmm. be flaky. Stop ghosting. Text mm-hmm. people back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the unfiltered it's the advice. Simple things. Yeah. And yeah. do do like simple things like even if it's totally random and out of the blue, like I, a couple months ago I did this, I went to Starbucks, I got like a bunch of $5 gift cards and I just sent them to random people. I was like thinking of you, grab a coffee on me. And like that started some incredible conversations, got me back in touch with people that like I care about, but obviously since I've moved, haven't talked to you for a while. And like, it's just amazing what those like tiny little things can do when you do like a small thing for somebody else. Yeah, those selfless acts can bring you back mm-hmm. into relationship. It's never too exactly. late. Exactly. It's yeah. never too late. That's yeah. so true. Okay, can I ask you a couple of embarrassing fun questions and <laughs> sure. then we'll wrap this up? <laughs> okay, if you could describe the first time you had sex in one word, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, oh wow. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, the real one, the unfiltered word that just came to your mind. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> Oh gosh, I hope Jesse doesn't listen to this. I hope um, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, frustrating because I had no clue what I was doing. Also because I was very set on waiting until I get married to have sex. And of course that when you're little lovebirds at 15 and 16, waiting that long is just, it's bound to happen. So, I mean, I, that's terrible advice. I should not just put that out there. It's the unfiltered yeah, advice yep, from Michaela Unfiltered advice. Yep, there you go. <laughs> What's your most embarrassing story that you can think of that pops in your head it might even be that night (laughs) um uh, oh my gosh well I have to think about this one a little bit I feel like when people ask me that question I just like blank (laughs) I blank but then usually if I'm with a group of people that have known me for a while they'll have plenty of embarrassing stories to fire they're like remember when you did this remember when you did this I'm like I'm so glad that I'm the topic of humiliation for you yeah Oh, okay. One of my friends, this is probably not the worst thing, but this is just all that comes to mind right now. One of my friends, we're not like super close, but like we've known each other for a while. She has a twin sister that I don't know like at all. And her twin sister came into my work and I was like on a mission to go and do something. And I saw her and I was like, oh, I'm going to go say hi. And here it was the twin. And I was like, hey, oh my gosh, how are you? And like made a big scene because like there was people everywhere and started this conversation and she's she like totally acted like she didn't know me and I was like what is her problem like and here it was her twin and I didn't find out until like a couple days later the girl that I actually know texted me and was like I think you saw my twin sister like oh my goodness (laughs) and I was horrified so you know being a twin I feel like there's this unspoken rule that if someone comes up to you and wants to give you a big hug you have to tell the person that you're a twin or you are the twin or just go with it and be really happy yeah and I say that because my mom is an identical twin oh and I'm not kidding you Every time we're out somewhere, her twin sister lives in Maryland right now. My parents Mm -hmm. live in Michigan. 
and we can be, we were in Louisville, Kentucky in June mm-hmm. and we we're just sitting having dinner and this man runs up to my mom and gives her a huge <laughs> hug. And luckily my parents have the amazing, incredible relationship that they do because you would never think that my mom is like having an affair right, or something. Right. <laughs> but this man just runs up and then, you know, she has to, you know, smile and I'm, I'm actually not Diane yeah. and Debbie and it's really Aww. cute and it happens all the time, mm-hmm. but they totally have the twin thing down where you, if you're a twin listening, I would love to hear actually yeah. what your take is and if it's awkward for you, should I just never run yeah. up to any of my friends that are twins <laughs> until I know for sure who they are? Like I need to know what's the protocol here. interesting to hear. Yeah. How they That's so that. funny. All right. We've got time for one more question. So we're going to close it out with what does it really mean to you to live life unfiltered? I would say just like... And I think I've referenced Instagram a ton, but I think it's just like, it's so in the front of our minds in today's society, especially for me. Um, Just like being yourself, which sounds, it's so cliche to say that, but like for me, especially like trying to have the perfect Instagram feed or trying to have the funny caption or trying to get the most likes or in any situation, not just Instagram, but like what you're doing, like when you're out with friends or whatever, just, like, being present and being yourself, like, with what you commit to, like, we were talking earlier, if you make plans, like, be there, and, like, be engaged with the people you're with, and care for those people, and also, like, share your feelings, share how you're dealing with things, because that might be healing to somebody else to hear that someone, you know, someone else they know is going through a crappy time, too, and that can be, a way for you to connect with somebody that can be a way for you to actually serve somebody and it you know it might feel uncomfortable to share those things with people but it can be really healing for yourself and like I said healing for somebody else so I think just yeah just fully being yourself and being out there and caring for people absolutely this morning they actually said that at church they were just talking about how the topic of pain and the hardships that have come Mm -hmm. within all of our lives when we're able to share those with other people it brings us closer in relationship and it can help heal somebody else's heart exactly you're never you're never the only person going through it you're never the only one who is experiencing that kind of pain like there's always always somebody else going through that and there's probably someone who's going through worse so yeah, Just keep that in mind. I think if we can find healing and humor through every mm-hmm. hard situation, that would be yeah. at least my goal with yeah. being unfiltered. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Me and My Friends. Hey, if you like freebies, head on over to my website, meandmyfriendspodcast.com for free monthly downloads. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you tune in so you never miss a freebie or an episode. If you screenshot, make sure to share with your friends and tag me at Lou on Instagram. And if you feel called to do so, leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. I'm so grateful for all of you and I can't wait to talk to you soon if I went to your hometown and you introduced me to your friends and they found out that I was 28 years old and not married what would they think you'd be like oh like what's wrong with her does she have a boyfriend like oh she's not even dating oh okay like it would just be so like it was just unheard of like everybody they think I'm a nun or like (laughs) they might I don't know they might (laughs)